0: The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness. I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, he on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and have borne witness that this is the Son of God. The next day again, John was standing with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. One of the two who heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. This is the gospel of the Lord.
1: In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. So speaks the Christ in the psalm and in the prophet. The Lord called me from the womb. In the shadow of his hand he hid me. He made me a polished arrow. Then in his quiver he hid me away. Jesus, a polished arrow, hidden away. Until John the Baptist points to him twice. Behold, he's got to point him out or no one will notice him. The one who ranks before me because he was before me. Not even John knew him until the Spirit came down and remained on him. He didn't have an impressive physique or attractiveness that compelled us to look at him. There was nothing in his appearance that impelled us to be around him. Folks were shocked, in fact, when they saw him. Isaiah 53, he was like a root out of dry ground, a polished arrow hidden away. Behold, and at that word, two of John's disciples left him and followed Jesus, and one of them then found his brother. And soon all three were saying about that root out of dry ground, we have found the Christ. And now just about everybody wants to know where he is staying, really where he is abiding. Abide with me, fast falls the eventide, the tenth hour. Yes, we want to know where he is abiding because John's behold has tied to it that little phrase which we repeat on our knees every time we get ready to approach this altar. Because we want what John's two disciples and the brother found. The Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. We've sung it so often that we might miss what a shocking thing that is. That it was back in John's day, something quite unexpected, quite novel actually, actually missing from the old biblical playbook, the taking away of the sin of the world. In the old days there were dozens of rites to get you decontaminated, unquarantined, back in church. If you stole, you could make restitution. If you sinned without knowing it, there were options. Even sanctuary cities to which you could flee if you took a life inadvertently. But there was no assurance of forgiveness for things like murder or adultery or insolence against elders or idolatry. For such abominations, God's only word was die until he decided to take the death penalty himself in the person of his son. He has taken away the sin of the world. Even the sin of those who have shown no remorse, no regret, no tears when caught, no flinching when the verdict guilty is read. Even the sins of those who have covered up their lies with even more lies, who refuse to weep with those who weep and cannot connect with another person's joy, who grin at another's pain. The sin of the world, gone. With his, it is done, finished, complete. The malefactor gets paradise now. The woman taken in adultery is set free. The insolent prodigal gets the family ring, the fattened calf and the father's full embrace and all before a word of contrition has fallen from his most unworthy tongue. How radical this lamb before whom you kneel and sing whose own life you consume and make your own. With the sin of the world taken away, what is left? But Jesus, it's you and he now, and all he's done. It's everyone and Jesus now, just like the prophet said, I will make you as a light for the nations, that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Though I also heard the Lamb say, you are the light of the world, the salt of the earth. And if you ever find yourself on the outside looking in and the words I don't know you keep ringing in your ear, I suggest you keep on knocking for our Lord's own apostle said that God's last word is never no, but always yes in him, the Lamb, who has taken away your sin. Yes, keep on knocking, for those who knock, he says, will be shown an open door, as Abraham and Moses and Jacob all found out. I will not stop. I will not let up or let go until you bless me. And God did just that. Keep on asking, Rabbi, where do you abide? For his house is yours now, and he has a place prepared for you. And you don't need a key or some secret code to get in the name of Jesus will do. Or a hundred others like it. Emmanuel, rock, mighty God, great I am. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Show mercy, give peace to me, or someone I love, and he does, right now, right here. The abiding is not deferred, even though for you it be the 10th hour. In his economy, the last gets grace, just like the first. In the holy name of Jesus.
0: Amen.